0: So basically, um like how many days ago, like three, four, I can't remember. It was like we had an interview time. with Lizzie and it deleted itself and we couldn't get it back. So we're redoing it
1: again. <laughs> so there's that. But we did change then, a few of the questions so that it's you know it flows a little bit better. better. Yeah. So it'll still be fresh. Yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, so I'm gonna start for body positivity. Um okay. When did you discover body positivity and how has it changed the way you view your body?
2: Um, I would say I probably, uh, so I've struggled with an eating disorder since I was nine, and I think I discovered body positivity, like, probably my first time in recovery, um, like, uh, when I was getting treatment when I was 15, um, I just, I started following all different body positivity accounts, and that was really helpful for my recovery instead of seeing thinspo blogs and things like that, um. And ever since then, I've just, I've always consistently followed um, body positive people on Instagram, because I just need that boost in my day.
1: Yeah.
0: What is your favorite form of self-care?
2: Yeah, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. My favorite (laughs) form of self-care is baths and face masks and, like, chocolate-covered strawberries, just, like, making a night for yourself, lighting some candles, watching some (laughs) rom-coms. big fan of When Harry Met Sally, that's, like, the go-to self-care <laughs> movie, or, like, um, it used to be Bridget Jones's Diary, also, just self-care.
1: <laughs> I know, the other day, after you said, like, the, that you like doing stuff like that, like, face masks and all that, I literally went out, like, yesterday and bought face masks and stuff, and I was like, that's it, I'm about to, like, yeah. self-care day. <laughs> yes, I love that for you. <laughs> it's so exciting.
2: It's a game-changer.
1: Honestly. What steps have you taken to begin accepting yourself?
2: Um, I just try to um, take a step back instead of narrowing in on what I don't like. Um, and I try to focus more on who I am as a person and what I do rather than um, focusing in on what I look like. And that's been really helpful for me. Um, but the big one is my mom always says, like, just instead of looking at the mirror and being like, oh god, I hate my nose, which is my biggest insecurity, I'm just like,
1: you know what, all together, looks okay. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like taking a step back and kind of, and also looking at yourself and realizing that you're more than what you look like as well. Totally. Yeah. I feel like that helps a lot for me. Um,
0: when you feel yourself, like, struggling eating disorder-wise, what do you do to better yourself? and pull yourself out of that?
2: Um, it, it sort of depends on what the struggle is. But if I'm feeling afraid of a certain food that I'm craving, I just force myself to eat that food. Um, so, you know, say it's, like, ice cream, I will go grab a tub of ice cream. I'm a vegan, so it's vegan ice cream, but I'll go grab a tub of that ice cream, and I will eat it to completion, or at (laughs) least until I'm full. And, um and just embrace it. I also will do like, um, sometimes I just kind of accept where I'm at that day. And I'm just like, just because today is a hard eating disorder day, doesn't mean that tomorrow has to be as well. And I usually take the time to remind myself why i recovered. Because there are just so many reasons that I try not to um, fall into my um, behaviors and I just have to remind myself, like, this is, this is what I'm working for, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. What's been, like, the best part of your own recovery?
2: Um, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I still definitely struggle with my eating disorder, um, But overall, like, I've been doing so much better, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't struggle with it nearly as much. I think the best part of my recovery is just that I don't feel controlled by my food. I'm not nearly as stressed. Like, it used to be, you know, going to somebody's house, like, I was just terrified about what I would have to eat. Or, um, you know, spending time with friends, I was terrified about what I might have to eat, and now I'm way more flexible, I'm way more open. And that's been a huge relief to me. Mm -hmm. I also would just say when you're not eating enough, your personality shifts and you're agitated and you're not quite as emotionally available. And I feel like I'm way more able to be kind and way more able to um, just be myself now that I'm not starving.
1: It is such, like, a mental, you know, illness that I feel like when you are struggling with that, it makes it so hard to be able to be open with other people and to form relationships with other people when you're so consumed oh. with all of that.
2: It just, it takes a toll on you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, like, eating disorders yeah. and the fact that you've dealt with one, like, even from such a young age, uh, what do you think can be done to prevent others from developing disorders? I
2: think a big thing is just um, people talk so much about what they eat and what they don't eat and why they don't eat that and why they do eat that. And I think that people just need to talk less about their diets because you never know what somebody could be struggling with. You never know what's going through another person's head. You know, I wait tables for money and all the time someone will be like, oh, well, I don't eat carbs or I don't eat this. And I'm like, don't You don't need to share that with me just tell me what you want to eat
1: yeah you know and and i get it
2: because it's hard especially you know like you're proud people are very proud about their diets and people are very um just weird about them but it it shouldn't be something that's discussed um and i also think uh just having more inclusivity in the media which has been way better as of late um That, I think, is huge um, and definitely beneficial for this upcoming generation.
0: So what would you say is, like, your favorite physical trait about yourself?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) um, My favorite – I forgot for a second. Um, My favorite (laughs) physical trait about myself is definitely I have a freckle underneath my belly button that I used to think – wait, I used to think that it meant that I was going to be a model and that I was, like, the hottest thing that ever walked the planet, and I (laughs) – i love it i love that freckle i also have like two freckles on my boobs that i love um <laughs> and then i like my eyes i like my eyes because they're green and not a lot of people have green eyes so it makes yeah. me feel fancy
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> who are people that you turn to when you find yourself struggling with your mental health
2: um i usually i usually call my mom um mostly because i never used to tell her when i was struggling and so I just, I feel like if I just give her a warning, she'll be less likely to freak out if I end up really slipping. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I usually just call a couple of my best friends and let them know that I'm having a hard time. I don't even necessarily tell them why. I just say like, I'm having a hard time. Um, and, uh, sometimes I'll just kind of force somebody to come over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: but but sometimes I just want to be alone, and I just need somebody to know, like, hey, I'm having a hard time. Please check in on me.
0: Yeah, so when you find yourself, like, having a bad mental health day, what do you, like, what is your normal routine? Like, what do you do to help yourself? When I'm having a
2: bad mental health day, I just try to be gentle with myself, um, Mm -hmm. and try not to get too overwhelmed with whatever is going on in my brain. Uh, I also, like, like I said, like, I'll take a bath, I'll do something to treat myself, like, I never spend money, so maybe if I'm having a bad mental health day, I'll buy myself tacos, or I'll, like, you know, instead of working constantly, I'll just take a second to sit and cuddle my cat, and, you know, watch The Office or Grey's Anatomy or something, and just decompress.
1: Yeah. What do you believe needs to be done in order to break down stigma surrounding mental health?
2: Um, I think to break down signals around mental health, there's a lot that should be done. Um, I think the good thing is people are talking about it more and being more open about their mental health problems, but I do think, you know, a big issue is people using um, mental health terminology to describe other things, like basic emotions or, um, you know, like, people oh, I'm so OCD because they're organized, and it's like, no you're not OCD. OCD is actually like when you have intrusive thoughts and then you have to exercise compulsions to deal with that. So it's like, you're not OCD, you know, it's like OCD can mean like so many different things. It's a completely different disorder for different people. Um, so there's that, you know, we're like, oh, Oh, I'm so bipolar because you like got mad it's like no that's not what bipolar is it's a cyclical illness it's not at all about like your mood or no it is about your mood but it's <laughs> not about like it's not about you being like a bitch one day
0: yeah pardon it's my like friend <laughs> it's and turning into a personality trait yeah yeah
2: exactly and it's like no it's like no that's not that's not what it means and it and it makes some people think the wrong thing about like being ocd or being bipolar
0: Um, what would you say to anyone who's struggling with their mental health
2: um just be gentle with yourself take it day by day try not to isolate too much try to reach out to people try to tell people that you're struggling um and and know you're not alone so many people struggle with their mental health silently and um yeah and 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 it does get better, and there are ways to improve your mental health, whether it be medication or just talking to a therapist, like, just don't think that there's not a way for it to get better, and if you're ever freaking out, suicide hotlines exist, and they are really helpful, so.
0: What is your favorite part about feminism? Um,
2: Empowering women. Women are great. And they they deserve the world, and I I love women. I like that. I like that the feminist movement has kind of given women a stronger voice. I love yeah. them.
0: They're great. I love it. Anyway, yeah.
1: um, love men too. Sorry, I don't like mute myself. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta just throw it in there. Love men. <laughs> love <laughs> men <laughs> too. Some of them. yeah some of them. Some of them. I mean Conan Gray and only Conan Gray. <laughs> oh my God, yes, Conan Gray.
2: I, Conan listens to this. Um, we all love him. We love it. Yes. I love his outfit. Uh, well, you have to. I like. You have no idea the amount of times he's posted like an outfit pic, and I've been like, God, I, know, I need. That? I know. It. I Need it
1: now. And the skirt. The skirt is literally everything. I can't. Yes, yeah, he looks better so in a skirt than I do. It's honestly annoying. <laughs> he looks so good, oh my gosh. He
0: makes me mad. He makes me mad. He's makes, he makes Conan in a skirt, it's
1: on site. <laughs> Speaking of Conan Gray. <laughs> I can't. Okay, okay. Um, what would you say to anyone who is opposed to the idea of feminism?
2: I just think that if someone's opposed to the idea of feminism, they probably don't understand what feminism is, because it's just asking for equal rights, equal opportunities. And um to not be uh have to worry about getting raped all the time. I think it's pretty much unobjectionably a good thing for the world. Mm -hmm. And um and I also would say if you're against feminism and you're a man, you're sexist. And if you're against feminism and you're a woman, you just don't get it.
1: Yeah. I always you're scared. I've always said that like if you're against feminism, you're either not educated as to what it actually is, or you just don't want to change the fact that you're sexist. Like, there's no way that you are educated yeah. in the movement, not sexist, and still don't disagree with it. They're just, like, it makes yeah. no sense.
2: And I would also say, I mean, when I was, like, 11, um, or maybe 11, 13, somewhere in that range, I remember that there was this thing that happened in my middle school where the boys in my grade raided the girls, And one of my teachers was, like, super, super mad about it. Like, you know, like, on a scale of 1 to 10 is how they rated them. Yeah. Um, And she was super mad about it because she overheard them talking in the hallway. And I remember I really did not want to sound like a feminist. And so I was like, I don't see the problem with it. You know, whatever. But when I look back on it, I'm like, thank God a teacher got mad at them about it because she was educating them about how, like, women are worth more than their bodies. They're worth Mm -hmm. more than their looks, you know, and that was, that was, like, looking back on it, a huge thing that my teacher did, and I'm really honestly, like, proud to have had her around. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Also, just putting women against each other, it starts out, like, so young, so, you know, stopping them. So true. Stopping them when they're that age and already putting women against each other, like, is way better than letting it continue, and then they're older, and they're doing this stuff on the internet, they're bullying women over, you know, who's more attractive, you know what I mean? Like, all these celebrity girls. Yeah. It's terrible.
2: Yeah, like, oh, you're you're too thick, you're too skinny, like, you're whatever, and it's like, we're women, we should be supporting each
0: other. Mm -hmm. Have you ever dealt with sexism in the workplace?
2: Yeah, um, I've mostly dealt with, like, men being inappropriate towards me um or not like seeing my value as um an artist or an employee um and instead seeing my value as a sexual object like there was like one of my first waitressing jobs there were like literally like people would talk about my my butt all the time which i thought was really weird um and like there were like 50 year old men that were talking about it Mm. Um, and they would, like, you know, just hit on me, and it was weird, and, and I also, like, I've, I've dealt with, um, man, like, management, and, um, just industry executives that I think are interested in my music and working with me as an artist, but they're actually just trying to get in my pants, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty gross, too, because, again, they're usually, like, 50 some Yeah. Yeah. I think I told you this last time, like, I went to um, the grocery store just to, like, pick up some freaking avocados and beer, and, um, and I got followed back to my car by some guy that was, like, hollering at me, like, you know, he was, like, hey, like, hot girl with the corona, oh
0: my God. and I was,
2: like, hop, hop off, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you, and he, he, like, just kept yelling at me, he called me a really bad word, um, that I'm not going to repeat <laughs> on the podcast, but he called me, like, the, you, you know the word I'm talking about, like, yeah. the worst <laughs> word for women, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I was, like, okay, dude, like, nah, yeah.
1: um,
2: and yeah, he just, yeah, just kept yelling at me, and, like, complimenting me, and then insulting me, and
0: that, I was like, does this usually work for you? Yeah, I wouldn't even call those compliments.
1: I know. I don't understand the whole, like, I've... women being irritated or saying no or something, and then them immediately jumping to insulting. Like, yeah. Yeah. how does that make any sense in your pea-sized brain? And yeah. also, when was, have, would when I have I you ever been like, oh, how, how did you two meet? You yelled at me from across the parking lot. I know, seriously. Yeah, seriously. No, no love story ever starts with,
0: hey, mama, you looking fine. No, that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, It's like, oh yeah,
2: he cat called me, and I just thought it was so this cute. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. This is who I want to spend the rest of my life with.
0: Misogynistic man in the corner. That's the one. Love that one who's spent that's his it. whole day that's there. That's it. That's who I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's definitely it.
1: I'm gonna take his <laughs> last name. Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> How do you fight back against sexism?
2: Um. It depends on the sexism that I'm experiencing. If it's like a guy's, you know, treating me like a sexual object and hitting on me when it's just not appropriate for him to do so, or I'm being catcalled or something, I'm just blunt and kind of rude back, Um,
1: you know, like,
2: or or I'll be short and sweet. It's one of the other. I'm either like, thanks, and I keep walking, or like, thanks, and I just kind of ignore them, um, or don't say anything flirtatious, you know? Um, or I'll just say something like, you disgust me, I'm not even remotely interested, like, go away, just kind of, like, I will be, like, just really mean, like, seriously, no. Or I had this one guy that was just consistently, like, sending me inappropriate DMs, and I was just, like, and he was, like, a kind of a friend of mine, and I was, like, hey, look, I, you know, I don't want to be a bitch, but if you keep sending me messages like this, I will block you because it's really annoying and it's disrespectful. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I
2: just, I'm just really straight up about it. And if it's something like somebody's mansplaining to me or just, you know, treating me like less than, uh, pretty much the same thing. I'm just like, hi, excuse me. I was actually talking. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Do you not realize that I know what's going on? I, like, see, I had a man trying to mansplain, like, I work at a ramen place, and he was trying to, like, mansplain ramen to me, or, like, or, like, how to, like, talk to my boss, and I was, like, I'm sorry, I've been working here for a year, I think I know what I'm talking about and what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's just, like, so annoying. Yeah, like, and I see, I don't want to deal with you. I know, I see so many people now, too, like, women telling each other, if that's, what's happening to you if you're having someone mansplain something to you or you're being treated like crap you just have to be blunt at this point you know like yeah. you can't you can't keep trying to be nice even though women are expected to be nice so much of the time like it's you just have to be a jerk if you have to if that's what's going to make them leave you alone
2: right or if a guy's like being disrespectful about like your personal space something like that it's like just like tell him like hey this sucks i'm not interested or, and then if they're still uh-huh. persistent, be like, do you want to be a part of the Me Too movement, honey? Like.
1: <laughs> Honestly. No one, no one
2: can see what I just did on camera, but.
1: I know. <laughs> That's um, the funny part, is that no um, one's going to know. No, no one, that really, like, <laughs> random silence is just a mystery. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're just going to be like, what, what did she do? Um, um, who's a female icon you look up to?
2: Um, I really look up to Amy Winehouse. Uh, she is just phenomenal. She has the coolest, like, vocal choices. Um, And I also really look up to Ariana Grande, because she's gone through hell and back, and she's a phenomenal vocalist. I mean, insane range. And then last, but definitely not least, I'm obsessed with Lizzo. I think she's amazing, and I also really admire how, you know, it's, it's hard, it, the older you get, and I'm not saying Lizzo is old, because she's not, she's, like, 31, um, but the older you get as a woman in the industry, the harder it is for you to make it, like, it's just, there's so much about youth, um, because you're very, very sexualized in the industry, and, um, She was, like, 30 when she blew up, which is almost unheard of. Most female artists are, you know, like, 21, 25 maybe. Um, So I just think it's really cool that she never gave up and she persisted and kept trying to achieve her dream. And um, I think she's so ridiculously talented and cool and um, passionate, and I, I love her for that.
1: Has feminism changed your view of other women?
2: Um, not necessarily, but I guess a little bit, like, I, I mean, I would say this probably has to do with my eating disorder. I'm very competitive with other women, um, and I used to definitely have a hard time being happy for other women, um, and I still find that it's easier for me to be happy for, like, my male friend's success than my female friend's success, but because of feminism and because I, I care about being a good feminist and, about supporting other women, I definitely have gotten a lot better about being happy for them and um, cheering on their successes. Mm -hmm.
0: What is your favorite thing about making music? So
2: probably my favorite thing about music is when I know that I just wrote a really good song. Um, Like my single that's coming out um, tomorrow (laughs) on October 9th. So How Do You Sleep? Like when I wrote that song, I was like, really excited about it, and I played it for hours after. That's, like, that's the best feeling. Um, I also just, I mean, I love performing. I love um, being able to look at people's faces while I sing and watch their reactions, Um, and I love recording. I love, I love being in the studio. I love just working with other people and seeing what they think and what they would add to my song and being able to kind of talk through that with them and I love
1: that I live for it your new song is literally so good I already told
0: you but yeah I definitely didn't put it on repeat last night so I could go to sleep (laughs) I'm that makes me so happy yeah I I
2: I mean I love that song it was so fun for me to write it's
0: so good there's just certain parts of the song I'm like oh my god I know (laughs)
1: It's so good. I'm oh. also, I'm, what's today? It's third day. Saturday, I'm going out to lunch with a couple people, and I'm driving, which means I get to choose the music, so I'm going to be playing it, like, repeatedly the whole time. Oh, my <laughs> God, yes! Oh, I love you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I, that's,
2: that's what I like to hear.
1: <laughs> it's so good. I'm so excited. Thank you. You're I'm... welcome. Um, how has music changed both your life and you as a person?
2: Um, you know, I, I really haven't experienced my life without music, because um, I, I started singing when I was seven, and I started writing songs when I was nine, so, um, when I, I mean, I mean, I think I would be a completely different person, I think I would know completely different people, I think I would, um, probably not be in as good of a place mentally, because it's really the only way that I know how to express myself and what I'm feeling, and, um, I also just think, I mean, I I wouldn't live in LA. I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't have gone to arts high school, arts college. I wouldn't have, um, I probably would be, like, um, I probably would have, like, played softball in high school and gone to, A college to become like a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's what I would have done. Yeah, it's crazy. A whole different world for me.
0: Yeah. So, who is someone who supported you the most during your music career?
2: Probably my dad. Yeah, he like used to send me emails of song ideas in the middle of the night, and um, I love sending him my songs when I write them, Um, even though sometimes. He doesn't, um, love the content because they can get a little inappropriate and, (laughs) um, sad, but he's always super, super supportive and like excited to hear them. And, um, and yeah, like I don't get any, uh, like I really don't get a lot of support from my family financially. Um, I'm pretty much on my own in that regard, but, um, they're really just supportive of me trying to pursue my dreams and that's really awesome
1: yeah that's so cute what's your favorite part about performing live i like looking at
2: people's faces
1: yeah i like um
2: yeah if i can see if i can see faces Mm -hmm. depends on the venue but if i can see faces i love looking people's faces and seeing them react to things that i've written and i like being able to talk a little bit about what songs mean to me I mean I love singing I love singing so much so anytime I get to sing for people I'm pretty happy about it yeah (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) so what is your
0: favorite line from your new single
2: I have two favorites um my first favorite is the first line which is you can find me broken at the bottom of a bottle of Bacardi and then my other favorite is in like the last verse of sorts it's like technically I guess kind of like a pre-course but it's um shot to the heart and there's no chaser
1: iconic (laughs) (laughs) how would you describe your upcoming single
2: um how do you sleep is uh it's a song that i wrote about um trying to drink away the pain of losing somebody um that you once had a romantic connection with and, um, thinking that, you know, the more you, like, if you black out, like, you'll forget about them, but actually, you know, it's just, you know, the next day, you're still thinking about them, you're still pining, it doesn't make it any better, it just makes it worse, um, and, and, um, yeah, it's just, I, I had, like, I had this kind of situationship end and i i knew that it was going to end um but i i didn't think it would happen as abruptly as it did and i thought that he might care a little bit more than he did um but i was left kind of thinking wow like i i really wasted my time here Mm -hmm. and um and I was also mad and I was, you know, like when I'm like, how do you sleep without me? Like, how do you sleep? How do you breathe without me? I really mean like, how dare you? How dare you like sleep so comfortably, so like, just you're fine and I'm broken here and just trying to get the pieces together um, and I'm using anything I can anything that I can get my hands on and chug to try to get over you.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been hated on for who you are and how do you handle that?
2: Honestly, I haven't had much experience with that, which I guess, um, you know, it's cause I'm a nobody. Um, but what I've always said, and I have gotten like a couple of like hate comments on like a TikTok video or something <laughs> like that. And what I've always said, and I stand by it, is that if somebody's hating on you, it's because you're famous. <laughs> so it's a success thing.
1: So I would honestly,
2: I welcome haters. If anybody wants to yell at me and like say I'm ugly, I would like, ugh, I would love you. Seriously.
1: Oh my God. We live for I mean, We, we get a first we'll hate comment. It. We're like, oh, we've made it. Yeah, honestly, once you get hate, you've made no, it. No, seriously. That's how it works. I hate it.
0: So much to It's true. Fun. To make, be
1: mean to you. Look how much hate Taylor Swift gets. You're telling me she's not. I know.
2: And she's like, so famous. Honestly. I want to I have that.
1: <laughs> she made I a song it. about her haters anyway. Like, But <laughs> have you ever felt pressured in any way to change in order to be liked more by your following?
0: I've definitely felt
2: pressure to, like, hypersexualize myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but that's really about it. Otherwise, um... I, I, I haven't really, I mean, I, it's kind of like you get what you, this is, it is what it is, you get what you get, if somebody doesn't like me, they don't have to follow me, um, I, I definitely, like, have seen that when I post about politics, people tend to unfollow me, but I'm like, I don't, I don't care, like, yeah. I care about Black Lives Matter, I'm gonna post about
0: it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm
2: not gonna, I'm just, I'm not willing to change who I am for anybody, I'm not willing to change where I am, what I'm doing for anybody. It's all for me, so I I don't care.
0: Um, Have you found that social media and being in the public eye has affected your mental health anyway?
2: Definitely, um, especially, like, TikTok. I need to take breaks from TikTok. It it can be really detrimental to my mental health um, because the For You page will, like, show me a ton of eating disorder stuff and it's triggering, or they'll show me, like – the hottest women in the world, and it's, like, just a bummer for my self-esteem, and, um, and so I do definitely need to take breaks from TikTok, especially, um, and Instagram, too, like, it it gives me a little bit of anxiety before I post, because I'm, like, oh, what if this one doesn't get enough likes, or, you know, what if uh, people don't think that this is good, um, and, yeah, I definitely worry about it. Uh, but at the same time, like I said in the last question, like I also am just like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. I don't care if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm, I'm done caring about what people think about me. It's a waste of time. Something that I see is like, I love people's, um, outfits that I see on like TikTok and Instagram and whatever. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cute. And it does make me feel worse about my outfits sometimes, but I'm like, eh, like, I do my own
1: thing. Yeah. Sometimes when I look at pictures of Livy, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she dresses so cool, and I just, like, a 10-year-old boy. (laughs) But, like, then I'm like, you know what? Yeah.
2: Yeah, she – yeah, she has cool style. Yeah, she definitely, like, also, like, really just does her own thing, doesn't care.
1: Yeah, and so I feel like
2: like, (laughs) – I had Livy come to, like, a party with, uh, not not a party, because it's COVID times. Yeah. Um, but I had her, like, go over to my friend's place with me at one point. It was, it's, like, six people.
1: It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. um,
2: I, I just felt like, I was like, I should definitely clarify that this is not a real party. It's just, yeah.
0: like, yeah. um, it's like, a get-together. It's like that one Phineas and Ferb episode. It's like, it's not a party, it's a get-together. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it wasn't, like, a rager. It was six people drinking together. Yeah. Um, and I, I brought her over, um, and I was just, like, just a heads up, though. I was, like, they are very basic, very vanilla dudes. Um, so, like, just so you know, make your choices accordingly.
0: You know, like, I think kind of,
2: like, if you want to, um, tone it down a bit for the night, go for it. If you don't, I don't care, because I don't tone down <laughs> for them. Um. But it was, like, she was, like, as soon as you said that, I was, like, and I'm going to change my outfit. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, have you met anyone who's been inspired by you? And if so, what effect has that had on you?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, when I talk to my fans, like, on Instagram or whatever, um, it is the best feeling ever. Um, someone sent me, like, a little edit they made of one of my photos that said my idol on it and I cried <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's just like it's so nice to hear that people like my music let alone look up to me mm-hmm. um that's just straight up the best feeling in the whole wide world and um I'm so grateful that anybody cares about yeah, my music yeah yeah
0: awesome so besides music, what other ways do you express yourself?
2: Um Well, I like to do uh well, I make letters. <laughs> um I write poetry. Um I also like Um I like to do yoga. I actually almost became a yoga teacher this year. Um, I'm super passionate about that, and, um, it's a really nice way for me to kind of calm down and, uh, let myself breathe, and it also keeps me in shape, which is nice. Um, what else do I do? That's really pretty much it. I'm, like, mainly just do music all the time, constantly. Yeah. So, that's, that's about it.
1: How do you let yourself be vulnerable in your music?
2: I'm I'm horrible at expressing myself um, to like out loud to people,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so my music is really honest, pretty much all the time. Because I just it's where I'm able to tell the truth, and it's where I'm able to um, say how I'm feeling. Um, I also just I think there's something to be said about taking something that's challenging for you, you know, like, say, like, like, a breakup or um, mental health problems, and turning it into something beautiful. So that's why I write music is to try to make something beautiful out of something hard.
1: Mm -hmm. Honestly, especially when things in the world are so bad right now. I feel like turning all of that turning anything you can into art in some some form, so totally. it just fixes things a little bit.
2: Totally, and yeah, it's just you just have to you have to try.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite thing about yourself?
2: I think my favorite thing about myself is probably that I think a lot. I'm a really, I'm a very deep thinker, and I'm very introspective, and I. I spend a lot of time um, processing my thoughts and I also process things very quickly. I'm very analytical mm-hmm. and I like that and I think it is helpful for me as a songwriter and um, as an artist that I'm able to think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I mean, I, I love making music and so I love that I'm able to do that. I love um, I love that about myself. I love that I'm creative.
1: Yeah. Where would you like to be five years from now?
2: Um, Five years from now, I would love it if I could be a successful pop artist and um, on tour, hopefully. Um, Preferably headlining a tour. Um, My biggest dream in the whole world is to play stadium shows. Um, So that's, that's where I'd like to be five years from now. Um, if I could be doing that, I would lose my mind, I'd be so happy, um, and I'd like to be, you know, putting out an album and Mm -hmm. be signed to a label, or at least have a really good manager that supports me, um, if I end up doing, like, an independent rote, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I want to do the independent thing, but.
1: Yeah. That was. We made it. We made it. I like every interview ends with us feeling like we made it, like, we, did it. <laughs> we did it we did it yeah <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast be sure to go read the written interview on our website follow us on Instagram and stream Lizzie's new single how do you sleep
0: thank you very much Hugh <laughs> how do you sleep right now so heavily with me i bet you're into my replacement, she's probably amazing, I bet that she is everything I'm not.